Hey guys, welcome to Electronic Dance Money, your number one business resource for making money as electronic musicians and producers. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to a brand new episode of Electronic Dance Money. I'm your host, Christian Casito. We're going to be hanging out today and talking a little bit about habits. This is something that I've been focusing a lot of my own attention on over the past, I don't know, like six-ish months, maybe a little bit longer, and just really doing a lot more research and trying to figure out how and why habits are develop, developed in certain ways and how to break those habits and build healthier ones. It's and it, it's completely vital to just about everyone's success. So that's what we're going to be diving in today. And part of the research that I have done in one of the best books that I can't recommend enough is going to be Atomic Habits by James Clear. Some of you have probably already heard of this book and it is fantastic. I cannot suggest it enough. We're going to be breaking a lot of the stuff down that's in this book, but I highly suggest you do some additional research. But what's amazing is that James actually just he lays it out out all on the table with things that he's done with his own research and applied for himself. Um, and he has quite an amazing story about why he became so obsessed with habits and started to work on constructing his own habits. So I can't suggest that book enough. I'll put that in the show notes as well for you guys. But the first thing that I want to just start talking about is why bad habits can bottleneck your your success or your progress, because that's really what it boils down to is like if you want to be the most efficient, if you want to be the best write the best music, or even just be more consistent with everything that you're doing and have more success and whatever it is that you're working on, habits are going to really be the formation of everything involved with that. That coupled with systems, you know, we've done a lot of talking about systems and how important they are and why you should be focusing a lot of your attention on systems. And so the habits you build within those systems are really going to be what what drives that success, what drives you towards the goals that you're trying to achieve. It's not necessarily having that goal that is going to get you there, right? You have a goal, which is good. There's it's a nice little milestone. It can you can draw yourself a little roadmap, but the things that get you to that goal that you're trying to achieve are going to be the systems that you have in place that are built around healthy habits that allow you to compound those successes and those habits so that you can get to that goal that you're going to. And this is really one of the very first lessons that is taught in Atomic Habits is about how having your having your good habits in place compounds who you are and what you do over time. So think of it as, you know, if you have if you get 1% better every single day, it doesn't seem like, and, and most producers can attest to this. This is all about, yeah, think about writing. The first track you wrote was terrible. If you wrote it two or three years ago and you've consistently, you've been writing consistently for that time, 
your progress progress from day one compared to day seven compared to year three two completely different progressions there right your day one track is probably terrible your day seven track is probably just as bad more than likely but your year three track is wildly better than those first two that we just discussed and that's just because over time you incrementally get better and better the more you work the more you practice in the short term it doesn't feel like you're getting making any product progress doesn't seem like anything's really happening and habits are the exact same way if you have these bad habits you know maybe you eat really unhealthy you never work out or you never do the things you need to do with your music like creating promo plans or marketing plans if you never do those and you you get sucked into those bad habits those will compound over time as well you never do them and, and really there's a flat line curve with that negative progression you can only be so bad about with certain habits right you can only not have a promo plan forever and it doesn't affect you in terms of you just you know you're you never grow but the more you implement better habits on developing better promo plans developing better marketing plans that increases over time incrementally you will get better at those you will see more success rather than not doing it at all you're you hit a baseline flat curve that you're just always going to be there you're never going to progress or get worse by just staying there uh now i mean it could get worse by never releasing anything ever again right but then you're not even in the game that we're talking about here so that doesn't even necessarily matter but having this idea this this is partially a mind mind shift change of okay if i incrementally get better habits i will progress and get better over time uh, if if I don't do anything at all, I'm just going to stay where where I'm at. That helps you to see why those good habits are so much more important, why those marketing plans or those promo plans are going to help you and why you should be starting to implement them, especially if you're not right now. If you're not right now, unless you get lucky with a nice label, you're just kind of kind of going to be stuck in the same place wondering what the hell is going on. Now, since we know that mindsets and good habits compound over time this is where i really do think the scarcity and abundance mindset shift changes can can really be a good stepping stone in the right direction of building a very very healthy habit so if you don't know much about scarcity or abundance mindset the idea is a scarcity mindset looks at everything from a negative light uh, they look at people releasing music or friends becoming more successful or opportunities as well i'm not good enough they got lucky this person really doesn't want to work with me this is they're just trying to be nice i don't really have the skill set to be able to do this blah 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 these are all scarcity mindsets whereas an abundance uh mindset would be like oh my friend is becoming more successful as a musician i should support them i'm happy for them there might be an opportunity there for me this person actually thinks i'm decently well at what I do they want to work with me I should work with them or thinking well this artist just has unbelievable sound design I'll never be able to get to that opportunity get there that's a scarcity mindset instead you want to shift that to well this gives me an idea of how I can start growing myself and practicing and working on something where I can get to an achievable level where I'm at or where they're at so 
having this, if you feel like you have this scarcity mindset and you want to get to the abundance mindset, and this is something that I have struggled with for forever. I, I'm still struggling with it today. I'm, I'm still working on it. But uh, I was talking to my therapist about this a few months ago, and she mentioned, she's like, you know, you really do have a scarcity mindset issue. Like you, you're not looking at things as from the abundance mindset. And, and that needs to be a big shift where I, you're going to be able to, you're going to want to take more risks more often because you see things in a, an abundance mindset rather than being scared of it from scarcity and not wanting to push yourself in that direction. Not only that, but it's just very toxic to your self-esteem, to your self-worth, and and you really want to get out of that. So, and, and I'm sure there's so many producers listening to this that probably fall under the category of scarcity. What I was taught in this, I mean, almost instantly within days you start seeing a massive mindset shift it's probably one of the best practices that you can do and just take a take a notepad take a piece of pen and create a column list of just just two columns so just draw right down the middle and then right across horizontally up at the top and put scarcity in the left column and abundance in the right column and as you start noticing that you have these scarcity mindset issues and scarcity keeps coming up in your mind when there's different opportunities or you're looking at other people's success or you're looking at yourself and what you're writing and whatever you're doing and you have this idea and this mentality of a scarcity of an idea of scarcity, write that in that left-hand column and then immediately think, well, what's the opposite of that? Uh, what's the abundance mindset? For this topic and start writing that in the abundance column and this is going to train you to rather than focus on the negative you can look at it and you can understand it and you can respect it but it's also going to shift your focus to well what's the good out of this what's the abundance mindset with this topic and you start to quickly realize oh the abundance is way more worth it than that scarcity mindset that's been so negatively impacting me so just starting off with this is a it's an easy stepping stone for a good habit for you to build that completely changes your mindset and the way you approach things and it gets you out of this you know somewhat judgmental zone of either others or yourself which can just it does profound effects. Now going off of that, we can jump into a little bit more about about systems because because what we're doing here and, and this is why systems are so vitally important with with com combining them with habits is that what you just did is you developed a system of changing your mindset from a, a negative mindset to a healthier mindset that that's actually going to help you. And this is why systems are important, because the system you've developed with this notepad and these columns for scarcity and abundance and starting to recognize, OK, I see scarcity. Let me write this down. Now, what's the abundance? And let me write that down. You now have a system developed for changing your mindset that if applied and used consistently is going to alter your state of mind and how you approach things. And this is what habits are all about and how to hit the goals and the milestones that you want to hit is you you have to be able to develop these systems that drive you in that direction of that healthy habit.
If you have a bad system in place for writing or creating a promo plan, then the music you write is only going to be as good as that system you've developed. Like you're only going to be able to reach a certain amount of people before you can't reach anyone else because that promo plan, the system that you develop for that promo plan is is built around all of the success of the track. Now that's not to say that if tomorrow, you know, if you're getting if you only have a couple thousand monthly listeners or less than that, and tomorrow you go, well, I'm going to develop a, a lengthy promo plan and I'll get millions of streams. That's not to say that's going to happen. That's more than likely not going to happen because you have to work the system. You have to know if the system works. You have to know if the strategies you have in place works. And it takes testing, right? We've talked about this a bunch. But the point is, is the system is what's going to help drive the goal in mind so that you can you can reach the end of the path. You can reach the direction of where you want to go. And who you really want to be derives from the habits that you develop as a person. So if, if you want to be a headlining touring artist, if, you, if that's who you want to be, then you need to develop the system that someone like that would have. Like you can't just have these terribly unorganized systems, not know anything about marketing um, anything about promotion and expect that, well, in, in a couple of years, I'll just be able to start headlining and touring everywhere. More than likely, that's not going to happen. For some of you, it will. Like, you know, some of you are going to get lucky. Some of you are going to meet the right people. Uh, you're going to get in with the right crowd. You're going to be writing the right music. You're going to get very lucky. You're going to be at the right place at the right time. And that's going to allow you to not have to focus as much on some of these topics that we've talked about for the rest of you, for a high majority percentage of you, like 98, 99% of you, you're going to need to know these things uh, and you're going to need to develop these systems so that you're, you're able to push yourself in that direction. Without that, you're going to be kind of lost. So you, the other thing too, is if you're that person that thinks that you're going to be that one or 2% of people that actually you know, hit, hit that, meet the right people, have the right music at the right time. And you're going to be able to hit that massively high level professional stage. If you think you're that person, then you're hedging your bets for something that might happen three or four years down the line. And you don't know what the future holds. You're hedging your bets on that rather than betting on yourself in the now and going, I can learn this stuff. I can learn systems. I can develop systems that are going to not just help me get to where I want to go, but help develop me as a better person. Who I, and, and that's going to allow you to be a better person to your friends, to your family. All of your relationships are going to be better established. And not only just those people, but yourself. Like You're going to be able to recognize where you can go and who you can be through the habits that you develop just for yourself. And that's going to put you in such a healthier position, both mentally and probably physically, uh, than you ever would just like stressing out, unorganized, not knowing if you're going in the right direction, not knowing if you're doing the right thing and hedging your bets that you're going to get lucky. You're going to basically win the lottery. So in my opinion, I, I've always been of the mindset for my entire life that it's very important to be able to develop specific skill sets for myself that's going to better myself in the future. And habits are also one of those things like that. The way you get there 
is by developing these these healthy habits. So let's next talk about how habits actually work. And then we can get into the steps to improving habits, to breaking the bad ones and starting to establish good ones or reinforce those good habits that you're already trying to trying to 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 enforce and to establish. Now, what James Clear talks about in the book, especially like the first lesson on how habits actually work was just it was mind blowing for me. It was so fantastic to see this like clearly written out of what is going on when you're repeating a habit, whether it's healthy or not or neutral, because you can't have that, right? You can have neutral habits and you can have health, good habits, quote unquote, good habits, and you can have bad health habits. The process that goes on with a habit is this like this loop. It's this filtered loop cycle where you have a you have a cue for the habit that triggers you in your mind to go, I need to do this thing. And then you have a craving to then do the habit. And then you have a response to doing the habit. And then you have the reward that comes from the habit. And the example he gives is so fantastic because these, some of these habits can, they could be, they could last 15 minutes of you going through this cycle, or they could be split second decisions that you, that happen subconsciously that you don't even realize are going on. And the example that he gives is so it's, it's just plain and simple. It's something that everyone can relate to, but everyone goes through this, this habit loop cycle every time they walk into a dark room. So if you walk into a dark room, your cue is this room's dark. You have a craving to see in the room. So you want to turn the light on. So then your response is to walk over to the light switch, flip the light on, and the reward is that you now get to see in the room. You get to see what's around. And what's what's really fascinating about this is that it's just so simple and it's so obvious and it's so true. Now, unless you're trying to get night vision like cats to be able to see a little bit more in the dark, which, you know, I don't know. I don't know if human evolution is built around that, but most people go through this same situation when they walk into any sort of dark room or if you wake up in the morning now you know some of us obviously probably don't want to be blinded by light the second we wake up in the morning but the idea is that yeah when you walk into a right into a into a dark room and you want to see in it you go through this habit response of going through this cycle and every single habit can be built around this hunger is is like the most basic instinctual natural habit cycle that we go through the cue of when we should eat is that we're hungry we have craving to then fill our stomach and our response is to then go eat and our reward is we now feel full and we're going to get energy from this all habits are completely based around this idea of this cue craving response and reward system and so knowing that you can start to understand why you do certain things and how you do them and what you can do to start to correct them. So I'd now like to take this time to talk about the four steps that James Clear talks about in Atomic Habits. And he he calls them the four laws, the four laws of habits, which is going to be making it obvious. You want to make it attractive. You want to make it easy and you want to make it satisfying. So those are the those are the four laws of building a good habit or breaking a good habit. So let's jump into the first one about making it obvious. 
one of one of the really really great ways of of both really establishing good habits but especially breaking bad habits there's a point and call method that i've actually tried out and it does work um i i i respond more to other things but i know other people that have tried this um i've been told about it and i've i've tried applying it myself but it's the point and call for your habit so if you notice a bad habit and most of us can recognize bad habits that we have and usually after you've done the habit you go ah, i shouldn't have done that that was bad um, i'm trying to change that blah 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 so one thing you can do is when that cue starts to happen when you get that cue and that the cue for your bad habit and the craving starts to come in because that craving is one of the biggest parts of bad habits is those cravings are i mean think of a, a smoker like the craving for a cigarette nothing is quite like it those of you who smoke but when you start to see that you point at it you physically point at it and you recognize oh that's the bad habit that i don't want to do and saying that out loud that allows you to recognize okay i want to stay away from this thing um it, giving you that opportunity to call it out and be able to of trying to avoid it is going to just significantly increases increase your chances of not committing to that bad habit whereas if we just let stew in our brain and we kind of go on autopilot which is how most habits happen they just go into autopilot and it's just something we now do pointing and calling is going to allow you to try to avoid that automatic reaction um to then go go towards that habit but this also allows you to recognize oh that was a good habit that was a good thing that i did i went and exercised today that's good um but the feeling of mo mo the feeling of good habits is usually what allows you to want to repeat them we're going to talk about that a little bit later but some other things that we can start doing to make make habits obvious um specifically good ones is creating schedules for when and where you're going to actually perform a habit and i really like to relate this to a lot of the producers writing like but i i'd say you can still establish this for other things like creating a promo plan or marketing plan but um one easy way of tying this into writing is okay you need to do more sound design so you're going to schedule it out. You're going to say, I'm going to work on sound design for one hour on Wednesdays at 3 p.m. And you mark that on your calendar and you schedule off that time to work on that. That allows you to recognize, OK, I have it written down. I'm starting to make commitments to myself and commitments are very important to making sure that you're actually going for the good habit instead of the bad one, which is, well, if I'm not, if I don't have the best sounds and I feel like other producers have better sounds than me, I need to work on sound design. Well, then I need to start scheduling this time in to start working on that habit and making it a thing that's going to help me improve my skill. Um, and this is where you can start doing some of the scarcity and abundance stuff, too, because if you're thinking, well, I suck at sound design. Well, write it, write that down in the scarcity column. What's the abundance of that? Well, that gives, if I start improving my sound design, I'll have better tracks. They'll sound more original. They'll be better. Doesn't that sound better than being like, well, I suck at sound design, so I'm not going to do it at all. And then your production's going to kind of generally stay the same. Don't want that, right? We want to compound um, how our habits are formed and what we're doing. So we want to strive towards going towards those good habits. And 
one of the best ways to do that is to actually start scheduling some of this stuff out. Now, another way of how you can start to develop good habits is by, by designing your environment to help establish that new habit and start working towards that new habit. For a lot of you guys, it's going to be making sure you're blocking apps and websites at during certain times while you're starting to form this habit. You know, the, this could be as simple as setting up even your desktop or laptop screens and windows so you have what you need right in front of you um, and turning, you know, putting your phone on airplane mode or silent and putting it in the other room, like just being able to design what is around you so you avoid those distractions, you avoid those bad habits, and you can focus in on the good habit that you're trying to establish and what you're trying to do. For those of you who have ever who are into fitness or who have ever done a diet or have worked with a nutritionist or a dietitian or whoever, those of you that have done that, one of the first things they teach you is that you want to de design your environment to be the most successful for yourself. This includes throwing out all the shitty junk food that you have, whether it's in your pantry or your fridge, but being able to design where you go and eat and where you go consume or create meals, designing that environment to be as healthy as possible is going to help you better achieve and better solidify the healthy habit that you're trying to, to establish of eating better, of eating healthier, of eating cleaner. You can't do that if your environment is filled with chips and soda and candy and there's you don't have any protein anywhere in terms of like actual meats or you don't have any uh, any veggies anywhere. You don't have options for salads. If you don't have that, you're not going to go for it. All, all of our minds are and this is this is from human evolution to make our survivability much higher we go for the easy way out like our our minds and our dna is specifically designed to find the least resistance to the easiest solution and because of that we've been able to get to where we're at and so when you see a bag of chips compared to making an actual salad your the evolution in your brain goes well if i just grab this i can consume it and get some of what I think is the nutrition that my body should be getting to keep keep me running rather than I'll have to chop up lettuce I'll have to wash it I'll have to chop up other veggies put it in the salad dress it and then I can then I can sit down and enjoy it which could take 15 20 30 minutes to do or I can take the two seconds I can take the 30 seconds to go into the pantry open the bag of chips put it in a bowl, go sit down and start eating. Our brain wants us to go for that easy solution. But if we resort to cutting that out from our brain, then it allows us to then go for the healthier option. And it might take a little more time now, but you're going to get better benefits out of it later. So you can apply this exact same thing, though, to let's say you get very distracted on your phone. You pull up TikTok, you pull up Instagram, start scrolling as you get bored with production stuff or get bored while you're writing, get bored while you're working on promo, whatever it is where you get bored, how can you design your environment to avoid that? Download an app to then block other apps during certain times and put your phone in the other room. If you have a significant other, you can give them your phone during that time and say, hey, don't give this to me. I need to be working on this. So that's going to that's gonna force you. It's going to strong arm you into actually doing the things that you need to do and get them done. Now, 
if you want to double down on that and get deeper into it, if you have the right system developed for those sessions, which we're already talking about des designing a system, right? If you download apps to block yourself off at certain times, you're designing a system to be building this healthy habit. But you can go further down that rabbit hole and go, well, if I've designed good enough templates and I, I work in such a way where I am the most productive as possible because of the system I've developed, it's just going to be that much easier to write and it's going to be less, less strain, less boredom. Um, it's not going to feel as much like a job as it can sometimes, or you'll be less frustrated. You just need to make sure you can set yourself up for that success and develop those systems. Now, the second law on both building and breaking habits is making it attractive. You, you want to make a good habit attractive um, and a bad habit unattractive. So one of the tactics that James Clear talks about for making a habit more attractive is temptation bundling. And I really like to associate this with, with writing, with songwriting. Most producers, most songwriters, most, most artists, what they, what they want to get to is the writing of a good song, right? They want to they experience that dopamine rush, the, the reward that we get for doing a habit of writing a song and being like, this is the best thing I've ever written. Oh my God, send it to all their friends. They're super excited about it. We want that dopamine rush and that reward system. Temptation bundling is a really good way of getting yourself to that reward system much faster. So if you know that you need to be using more samples, new samples, and not using the same old samples, or you need new sounds, you need more unique and better sounds in your track, which means you need to be searching for samples, you need to be searching for sounds, you need to have an organized library, and uh, you need to probably be doing some sound design stuff. If you know you need to be doing that, but you want to get to the songwriting part, do that stuff before the songwriting. This is going to help you establish this habit of getting the new sounds so you sound fresh, so you sound unique, developing new sounds and samples so that you, not only are you forming the good habit that you need to uh, form, but that that's probably going to lead to you getting more inspiration and getting more excited to work on a new song, especially when you have new stuff to work with. Um, it's like getting a new plugin. It's so much fun to work with because it's something new that you can that you can build off of and test and try out. So doing this temptation bundling where you take a habit that you want to start forming and you match it with with something that you're already doing that's healthy um, right before it or that can lead into that other good habit is going to help you be able to solidify that good habit and making sure that you're doing what what it is that you need to do. Now, the opposite of that could be highlighting the benefits of avoiding the bad habit that you need to break. So if you know that you should be working on marketing and promo plans, highlighting what is good about avoiding not doing it. So that could be, you know, if you want more streams, um, then working on the habit of having a promo plan ready will avoid you not getting any streams at all is a good way of you going, okay, I need to work on this other thing. It's, it, it helps you get into that mindset shift. So if you know what's bad about your current habit, I don't create any promo plans, I don't have a marketing plan, and I don't get a lot of streams, and I don't like that. Well, it's probably because you have not developed these systems. 
that allow you to get more streams. So what you need to start doing is start developing that good habit of implementing those 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 plans and process so that you can get what you're wanting. Because the 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 end of the spectrum there, the opposite side is going to be you just not doing it at all and you stay where you're at. You stay plateaued, not not really growing all that much. So we want to make the good habits attractive. We want to make the bad habits unattractive. Build those with build those good habits with that, you know, trying that temptation building, but then also highlighting the benefits of avoiding the bad habit, right? Or just make that bad habit unattractive outright together. Like if that bad habit is not getting you what you want, then it's very unattractive and you should avoid that. The third law is going to be making the habit easy. So again, like what we were talking about earlier, the based off of human evolution, the way we're built is to take the easy path. We want to avoid any stress, any friction. Um, some of us, some people like, like the, like the friction. They like the, uh, the hurt of working towards something difficult, but most of us want to take the easy road out. And one of the best ways I think you can build a habit, a good habit, um, is in making it easy is really just by not, not thinking about it so much and instead just, just starting it. And this can be a very small stepping stone. Like you don't need to be like for promo plans, promo plans, for instance, you just need to take one step in the right direction. Even if that's like starting to build an email list or a, I should say a promo list of art, other artists and DJs that you want to send your track to. It's that it could be that small. Um, Hell, it could even just be putting together a schedule of when you're going to post about promoting your track. It could be that simple. Just one little small stepping stone. That's very easy. But the important thing is to not sit around all day and think about what you could do, what you should do, or what would be the best thing for you to do the best thing to do is just to do the thing is to take action don't sit around and think about it all day because that's not going to get you anywhere and the more time you spend working on something or trying to develop it does not mean that you're forming a better habit the only way that the habit gets formed in the healthiest way possible is by doing it more and more often so so your first promo plan is probably not going to be the best it's not going to be bulletproof. It's not going to be incredible, but it's a step in the right direction. And the next one you can do, you improve off of that one. And again, we're talking about compounding interest here where your habit is compounding. Your promo plans are compounding, getting better and better. And the result of that is that you're going to be getting more streams. You're going to be heading in the direction that you need to go, especially when you start developing a system around this. And this takes us to the other part of of making something easy. If the habit that you're trying to develop is starting to build better promo plans, you need to have as the least amount of friction as possible associated with that habit. The more friction involved with it, the more tiresome it's going to be and the the less you're going to want to do it. And the one way you can create less friction is by first developing a small system to help you improve that promo plan or 
getting everything together to develop your your promo plan itself so if you're very you know if, if one of the if one stressor is like just posting well this is where creating a schedule for posting a, a system developed where okay i'm gonna i'm going to i'm gonna post on these days whenever i have a release or i should say you know this many times the week before and it's gonna be on these days and at these times all right, that is developed. Now you just need to make the content for it and put it in place. And every time it's going to be at the exact same time for every single release. Um, you may want to test that and adjust times, adjust days um, in the beginning. But now that you have the system in place, you just need to create the content. You don't have to think about when it's going to be posted and at what time and where. You, that's already developed within the system. So you've created less friction. You don't have to worry about that. You can focus on focus your attention on other things. So creating the least amount of friction as possible. You could think of this as well with uh, with songwriting and creating a template. A template creates the least amount of friction. It cuts the friction out of just looking at a blank DAW, a blank project, and not knowing what direction to take. If you have a template, you have an idea of where you need to go. That's a guide for you. You've developed a system that creates less friction so that you can get the job done. Now, the last law is going to be making the habit satisfying. And this is really already built into the idea of the, the habit that you build. But by the end of doing that habit, that satisfaction is already starting to come because progress towards your goal and completing your habit is going to increase. It's just naturally going to increase the satisfaction that comes with that habit. You know, if you start down, this goes right into what we were talking about earlier. If you start downloading new samples and sounds and working on sound design before sessions, you're probably going to get that spark of inspiration in creativity right before you write. This is going to increase the, the chances of you just getting that amazing track and that dopamine rush and the satisfaction that comes with having a better track. And that's all built off of that first small habit when you were doing the temptation bundling there. One great way of, of making habits more satisfying too is finding someone who can keep you accountable uh someone you trust not you know you don't want to have your girlfriend necessarily be your accountability partner and i in terms of what we're talking about here because a lot of a lot of your friends a lot of your family are going to tell you that you're doing amazing no matter what even if you are writing dog shit music um so it sometimes the most of the times Family and friends are like the worst people to be your accountability partners for systems with music. One, because they don't know. But two, they also may be telling you that you're so great when you're not. And that's not where you want to be. You want people that you trust that give you good, honest fucking feedback. Real feedback. Don't kiss your ass all the time because they don't want to hurt your feelings. That's legit. But sometimes we need to get our feelings hurt so that we can move in the right direction. And so having an accountability partner, especially someone within the industry, maybe someone you look up to is going to be wildly beneficial for you. We're all social creatures. Humans are very social. The last, none of us want to be the outcast. Most of us don't want to be the outcast. We want approval for our, from our clique, from our group, from our tribe, whoever we're a part of, we want respect and uh, we want to be noticed by them. And so having an accountability partner where you don't want them to look down on you is going to also help you break the bad habits that you have in place. Because if you want that approval from them, which sometimes that can be a good thing to strive for, sometimes it's not. But if you want that approval from them, 
then it's going to be more motivational and inspirational for you to break those habits and start start establishing the better ones. So making the, the one of the ways you can make those bad habits unsatisfying and making the good ones more satisfying is having that accountability person that's actually going to be keeping you in check. This is where mastermind groups get become very, very important that we've talked about in the past, but this could be a group of people. It doesn't have to be one single person, but this could also be a group of people. That's it for today, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode talking deep, doing a deep dive in habits. I can't recommend this book enough. I'll have it in the show notes at enviousaudio.com slash episode 76. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you guys next time. Take care.